Um, so if you would uh, turn with me to Romans chapter 13. And um, we're going to focus on verses 8 through 14. And let, let me share with you the, uh, the first verse, which is an incredible verse in itself. And it says, Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. And when we normally think of debt, what, what comes to mind first, normally financial debt, doesn't it? We think about maybe um, our credit card debt, uh, school loans, home mortgage, whatever it may be. But God talks about a greater debt in the Bible, and that is the debt, the continuing debt, to love one another. And um, it's the greatest debt we could have on earth. Um, so this week I was thinking about what I could title, the name, uh, title this, this, uh, this sermon for today, and I thought of two words. The words were love-bound. All right? And um, I want to ask you this morning, are you love-bound? Are you love-bound? Before you answer that, I want to give you two definitions of the, of the word bound and illustrate it by this chain here. You probably think I was going to use this on some of you. I promise I wasn't going to. All right. This is just an illustration. I told you I'm not mad at anybody. All right. So just don't worry about it. Uh, one way we can be bound, uh, the, one, one uh, definition of, of being bound is to place limits. Restrict yourself. Right? To be able to go any further. Another uh, definition of the word bound is that um, you... Uh, um, sorry, I, I lost my train of thought here. Um, um, that you would be able to, to, to go to the greatest possible degree. So it's almost like extending this chain as far as you, as you can go. Um, this chain can represent love. God has given you love in your hands, and what, what, what are you going to do with that love? And especially during a, maybe a transition time like this, or, or, or maybe something in your life right now is restricting you from being able to love one another. Maybe somebody has done something in your past to hurt you. Maybe it's family, friends, whatever it may have been. Maybe you're holding on to a grudge. Maybe you're holding to un- on to unforgiveness and you're not able to love because you're restricting yourself. Maybe it's because you are, uh, are, are not able to be vulnerable to people to, to allow them to see who you really are and again, you're restricted by loving one another. But then the other type of uh, being bound is to extend to the greatest possible degree, as the other definition is. And, I'm, and as I see this, we, we can extend the chain and continue to exchange, extend the chain to other people, other people, to extend our love. Do you love to the greatest extent? Is your chain unending? Can you continue to just pass out this chain to as many people as possible? Are you love-bound? How are you love-bound? Because that's going to make a huge difference in your walk as a Christian. And so, um, so let's get back to our passage here in Romans chapter 13. And let's read some of these verses here. I love these verses because it says, Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law. 
this is great. You've got to get this. The commandments, do not commit adultery. You've heard some of these, right? In the Ten Commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not covet. And whether, whatever other commandment there may be are summed up in this one rule. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to its neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Now, that's great news, isn't it? Because we can't. Because I, I've heard uh, uh, many people say before, "Well, you, you gotta, you gotta do this, and you gotta do that. You gotta do this, you gotta do that." And like, hey, let's let's summarize this thing here. That if you're living in love, you're fulfilling the the, the law here. It takes a lot of pressure pressure off of us. Are you a rule keeper, or are you a lover of people? Because uh, it makes a big difference on how you love in life. It's like the story of a woman who had a husband who kept a list. I don't nudge each other this morning here. But this list contained 25 things on it that uh, this woman had to do in order to be a good wife to him. And every day he would pull out this list and he would evaluate how she did. Clean the house, excellent. You know, um, cooking, check. Take care of the kids, check. Pay the bills, check. And at the end of the day, he would, he would give her this evaluation and say, you got 21 out of 25. Or you got 23 out of 25. And of course, the woman lived a miserable life because she was not wanting to be married to a checklist. She wanted to simply be married to the man she loved. It's not that those things were not important, those uh, necessary items on the list, but she had higher hopes for her relationship and marriage. And after a number of years, as the years went by, her husband died. And a great weight was lifted from her shoulders because uh, she had been doing her duty and hating every minute of it. And so two years later, the same woman fell in love with a new guy. This time, this guy had no list. Uh, he told this woman that all he wanted to do was to love her he wanted her to know in the, in, the, in the early morning that he loved her. He wanted to know in the, in the afternoon. He would call her to remind her that he loved her. And at nighttime before they went to sleep, he wanted to reassure her that he loved her. He wanted her every waking thought to know that her husband loved her. He wanted her to know his love, not his list. So one day, as she was cleaning the house, she opened up a drawer and saw a piece of paper. It was a list from the first husband. She began to laugh. She realized that everything written down, all 25 duties, were happening, were happening effortlessly now in this new marriage. Why? Because everything she hated doing out of requirement by the first husband, she was now doing for the second husband and loving it. All the second husband had was love instead of the list. And she was overpowered by that love. Are you a rule keeper or are you a lover of people? Because that will make a huge difference on how you love. So then we get to verse 11 in um, chapter 13 here. And it says, And do this understanding the present time. The hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. We know Jesus Christ is coming back, don't we? We know, don't know exactly when, but he is coming back. 
And so I think what this, this is saying here is that in the emergency, love with a sense of urgency. We are in a, uh, ever since the fall of, of Adam and Eve in the garden, uh, it's been an emergency. We have a crisis on our hands. We live in a fallen world, don't we? With fallen human beings, sinful people. And more than anything, our world, our, our, the, the people in the world here need to know God's love. And so we need to love with a sense of urgency. And God is using you and I in doing this. And so it's critically important um, to, to, to love with a sense of urgency. And so I'm going to give you, you ready for this? Here's your 911 guide to understanding love. You ready for this? Are you ready for this? Okay. Anyway. All right. The first thing is this. Understand the source of your love. And that source of your love is, of course, God. And 1 John 4, 8 says, Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. And then going on in that same chapter, in verse 19, we love because He first loved us. Isn't that great? Our love comes from God. God is the source of our love. The more we connect with God, the more we're going to be able to love extravagantly. Understand the, the, source, the, the source of your love. The next thing is understand the status of your love. In this scripture here, it says, love your neighbor as yourself. All these commandments can be summarized. All these commandments that have to do with relationships can be summarized into this one thing. Love your neighbor as yourself. Know your status of where you stand in love. Because loving as yourself indicates that you have to, what? Love yourself. Not the selfish, it's all about me kind of love that we see a lot in our world today, but rather that you can see yourself the way that God sees you. And that's incredibly important. I've seen so many people try to love other people but do not have an appreciation for themselves and are not truly able to love with the divine love that God has given them. It makes a huge difference. You, in order for you to be able to love extravagantly, you've got to be able to love yourself. You've got to be able to understand how God sees you, in other words. That God values your life. Of course, you feed yourself, you clothe yourself, and you, you provide shelter, right? But even more than that, God, God loves you so much. And because of what He did for you on the cross to show His love for us, even while we were still sinners, because of that incredible extreme love that should motivate us to love one another as ourselves. Understand the status of your love. Romans 5.5 5, uh, reminds us that uh, hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out His love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom He has given us. God has poured out His love in our hearts in the incredible so understand the source of your love, understand the status of your love, and understand the timing of love. In verses 11 through 13, it says, And do this, understanding the present time. The hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber, because our salvation is nearer now than it was when we first believed. The night is nearly over, and night kind of represents like the evil there. The day is almost here. 
So let's put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Armor of light could also refer to uh, the full armor of God that we see in Ephesians chapter 6, right? 11 through 18. Put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in, now he's going to describe some of the things that uh, maybe were some problems um, during that time there. Not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Do you see that dissension and jealousy is among those other things there? That's incredible to note because God cares even more about that too as well. So it says, understand the present time. Wake up from your slumber. Know that the night is nearly over. The day is almost here. We have the time to love is to love right now. This past week, I have a good friend of ours um, that is, is um, basically on their deathbed. One moment, this woman who's like my mom's age was a healthy human being. The next day, she's in a coma. I think any of us who have lost a loved one in our lives or know somebody that is extremely sick or ill understand the preciousness of life, don't we? Things don't really begin, all the things surrounding it don't seem to matter as much anymore, right? The dishes being cleaned, the house being picked up, the person that just said something nasty to you the other day, all seem to kind of fade away when you see the preciousness of life. The time to love is now. The time to love is now. Life is so precious. And God looks out upon every single individual in this room today and has an incredible amount of love for you. And he expects his children to look at everyone else the same. That you are each a ten in my book. Every single one of you. That we can love each other the way that God has called us to love. So then we get the bonus verse. It's in verse 14. And it says this. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. And do not think about how to gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. And we know that designer clothes are known by their trademarks or designs. You can know when you see somebody of what they're wearing, whether they're wearing Hollister, whether they're wearing Nike, whether they're wearing Adidas, whether they're wearing whatever it may be. You know by that company. You also know a, a cop by their uniform. You know a doctor by what they wear. But what is the clothing for the Christian, the Christ follower? Clothe yourself with Jesus Christ. How do we do that? How are we recognizable in this world? Well, God gives us a test, and that is uh, found in John 13, 35. And he says this. Jesus says, By this all men will know that you are my disciples, if what? If you love one another. Not just your friends, not just your family, not just the stranger, but also every single person in this church. This is my message to you today. 
even in light of what's all going on. It's amazing how much you learn from children, isn't it? Ella, when before she was born, we, um, as Candace and I thought of what we were going to name her, um, we gave her the middle name Love, actually. I don't know if you knew that or not, but um, her middle name is Love. And we really uh, were hoping that she would fulfill that, that, that name, that, that she would love like Christ would love. And she has. I mean, she is the most caring and compassionate kid I know. Um, and the other day uh, when Candace was at work and I was at home with the kids, <laughs> we got Ethan, he's three months old, and then Ella's three years old. And uh, it was one of those stressful days. Can, can I get a witness for any parent that's been what I'm talking about? If you have more than at least one kid, you know what I'm talking about. No, even if you have one kid. Uh, but it was, it was one of those stressful days where nothing seemed to go right. And on top of everything, Ethan would not stop crying. He was just crying and crying and crying and crying. And I tried everything. I picked him up. I was holding him close to my chest and walking around because that usually works. That didn't work. I put him in his boppy seat. That didn't work. I put the pacifier in. did not work. Uh, I tried everything. I finally put him in his swing, the swing that good, and that usually works, right? It did not work. And he was just crying his, his heart out, you know? I'm just, I mean, just loud. And, and so I just couldn't take it. I'm like, I'm going to go wash dishes. I know that sounds bad, okay? I know that sounds bad. But again, if you're a parent, you can, you can understand what I'm, I'm going through here. I was just at my wit's end. I'm like, I'm just going to wash dishes. And here's where all this comes into play. Uh, I prepared a meal for Ella, and she's sitting at the uh, kitchen table. Ethan's in the living room crying his eyes out. I know that sounds so insensitive of him in the this, in this swing there. And all of a sudden, not, not even, of course, Ella's hearing all this, right? I mean, the, the crying is just horrendous. And, and she doesn't even eat one bite of her food. Without even saying a word to me, she hops out of her chair and heads into the living room. And I'm doing the dishes, and I'm like, whatever. Because <laughs> I'm just so, at this point, I'm just so stressed out, you know. So I'm doing dishes. Next thing I hear is I hear Ethan laughing, and I hear him cooing. And I peek my head into the living room, and I see Ella is sitting there playing with Ethan. She is loving her brother. You got to understand a three-year-old and food are like this, okay? And what she did, here's the lesson in all this, is that she stopped what she was doing, how important it was to a three-year-old, and went and loved her brother. She stopped what she was doing and went and loved her brother. And I think of us in this room even with the craziness of life, even with the fallen nature of sinfulness, even when things don't even go our way, if we can take to heart what Christ is trying to get across to us, the continuing debt to love one another, to stop what you're doing and simply love each other. I hope that in the days I have left with you that we can um, move together in a positive, unified direction 
because I believe that's what God's heart is in all this. Things happen for whatever reason, but God can always work through any mess. And he can make something beautiful. And so let's really cling on to that today. Okay? And um, go and love one another. I'm going to ask the worship band to come up at this time. Um, I know you may have a lot of questions, and Rich Brindle, my vice chairman, is going to come up a little bit later and um, share with you um, some of those ways of of uh, answering those questions by meeting with the board. Um, I also will will be contacting some of you this week as well. And uh, if you ever have anything you want to come talk to me about, feel free to. Uh, but just know that we, we love Windover Hills. We think this is a wonderful church. And uh, we just want to see God's best for, for this church. And I know you want to see God's best for us as well. So um, we'll do this together. All right? Remember, the bigger picture is about the kingdom of God. The bigger picture is about um, souls being saved. It's about discipling one another fall in one love with our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ every day. So let's remember the big picture in this. And um, let me lead you into a time of prayer before we uh, worship in song for the rest of the service. Father God, we um, are so grateful for your, your grace and your mercy and your love the love that you poured out on us, Lord, even while we were still sinners. You died for us. And Father, let us um, remain focused on why we are the body of Christ. And may we just love and love and love and continue to love. Let none of us, Lord, be wrapped up in any type of um, hard feelings or, or any type of, um, of grudge or, or whatever it may be. These times come to test us and see who really are your followers and who aren't. And so may we react in a way that is Christ-like. And may we be a church that is effective in this triad of reaching one more soul for Jesus Christ. We love you, Father, and um, I pray that we would just practice what we have learned in your word today. We have this this um, continuing debt <laughs> to love one another and how grateful we are for that debt because your love is greater than anything we could have ever experienced in our life. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen.